Hello, everybody. I'm uh, here to present Karim Nadar, an architect that uh, is from coming, is in Lisbon with us today, but he comes from Beirut, from Lebanon. Um, actually, to present him, I think I should start saying how I met him, because I think the <laughs> it's a very nice story, because I actually met him in classes, giving classes in Milano, but online. And I think, actually, this is very interesting, because... Uh, we sometimes forget that uh, the ideas and the, we don't need actually the physical part. Of course, we need because we we like it. But the ideas uh, they can move, and uh, when you meet people, you meet people through the ideas. So there was this kind of um, immediately. I don't know how really explain, but uh, connection. And uh, I will explaining maybe his book and also his podcast, because I invite him for a podcast. And um, that actually it's um, a very interesting way of seeing architecture. To present Karin Nadar, I, I have his uh, bio here, and I'm um, a bit in the size to read it or not. This is a kind of informal thing. I should uh, say it in a kind of more not so formal, but I really like his first sentence of his bio, that is Karin Nadar, and I think it maps very much what he, actually Karin is. Karin Nadar is an architect whose work is silent, but never still. Contestually and testually engage. He practices design frankly and consciously believing that architecture moves to, uh, through nature as much as nature moves through architecture. Well, anyway, he made them um, um, architecture in American University in Beirut in uh, 1989, and he was the first uh, prize winner of the Azar Award, as well the third prize winner of the Aren Award for Excellence in Architecture. In 2003, he received his Master of Architecture from the Rice University in Houston, Texas. Now he is a, as an independent and professional thing in in Beirut, and he's, I can uh, assure you that he's a very nice architect because I have worked with him. And and we met uh, physically this year in uh, in Milano in the summer school, and um, actually meet physically, and we understood that we have these different heights and <laughs> sizes as well. But it's, it was nice that I invited him to come, and he came, not really knowing what was coming for. But the, the novel for architecture, and uh, Julie is always somehow saying that uh, there is no books without, uh, there is no architecture without books. And uh, I think uh, Karin, and I hope that he also can explain that by his own words, um, it's very clear that uh, for him, uh, architecture is a kind of cultural um, process and the cultural engagement and not a technical subject or uh, just a, a service, let's say. For a novel, architecture is a book, is also a podcast, so the ones that are listening to this, they can look on the website and see there is five episodes about the novel architecture that it's very interesting to, as a kind of teaser of the book. And the book has this very interesting thing that is, it's a kind of story that you, that uh, 
Karin uh, explains, and in between this novel, you have the projects. So saying that there is, uh, or it, at least it, it tries, I think, <laughs> it's, I don't know if you always manage, it tries to create these narratives or these stories between his, uh, uh, what is his goals in life and what he has as uh, as um, inspiration and the project itself. So normally the architects show the projects as a kind of a cold, <laughs> very rational and very distant from uh, uh, somehow the culture of the, the things and uh, Karin tries to mix these two things. I don't know if you agree with this presentation to your book. I would like that you, before comment the book that you picked from the stolen books, you also comment this, this novel for architecture. And uh, that's it. Karin, please. Thank you, Pedro. <laughs> Thank you for having me. It's, uh, it's really nice to, uh, to be here. Um, I mean, you were asking uh, where the, why did the book happen? Uh, so it happened because basically um, there was a big crisis uh, in the in Lebanon. One of uh, the the biggest aspect of the crisis was that uh, people were on the street in October uh, 2019, and um, basically they were revolting against uh, the whole decadence of uh, the politics and uh, the economy. And I always uh, wanted to uh, to publish a book about uh, my work and my ideas. And the, actually, I had already an outline in the beginning of 2019. But when the revolution started, I thought uh, that um, there's a certain energy now. Uh, let's do it. So, uh, so I started to write the book. Uh, the the process of writing actually was quite. Uh, fast. Uh, it took me around two, three weeks to, to write the text uh, of the book. And I had already an idea of what type of photography I wanted to put in it. Uh, and um, I mean, to talk just briefly about the structure of the book, the book is divided into two types of paper sizes and types. Um, there's the big uh, size paper, which is the format of an album. So basically, you are looking at photography on its own, in the absence of a caption. Uh, and then you have the format of the novel, which is uh, text on its own, uh, in the absence of any visual material. Uh, and I wanted that it would be possible to read every one of the two books that are intertwined in the structure of the publication alone. So you could read the text alone, and you could read the you could look at the photography as a sequence, as a cinematic sequence alone. Uh, but of course, uh, you are invited uh, to uh, make a connection uh, between the two by um, connecting the ideas that are uh, in the text uh, to, to the photography. I want to also ask you a thing is that these two books that you say that they are intertwined, yes. they, they speak different things or they speak the same thing? Uh, there are definitely uh, two different regis registers of uh, speech. Uh, the, uh, the photography is a register of uh, 
of the experiential. It's like moving through architecture. So basically, I don't expect the architect to be at the door of their project to explain the project. So basically, when you enter into a piece of architecture, you experience it. So this is the part which is the photography. It's supposed to be a silent uh, experience where, by yourself, you connect with architectural intentions. Uh, in the book, it is in the, the text part, it is the connection of the description of the projects with another world, which is the world of ideas that, have, uh, that has um, inspired me. So the world of ideas is, in my case, the world of cinema, the world of music, the world of literature, and the world of philosophy. Uh, and I take from my readings, my discoveries all through the years, the things which have really impacted me. And I, connected, I connect them to uh, the ideas of the projects. So basically, I talk, let's say, about uh, building dwelling thinking of uh, Martin Heidegger, and I talk about the houses. I talk about Krzysztof Krzyzlowski and I talk about the cinematic. So like that, uh, I talk about uh, Haruki Murakami uh, and the, the violence in some of his books. And I talk about rebuilding Beirut. So, so like that, certain things that belong to the novel, belong to the fictive, enter into the real life and become inspirations uh, for the production of architecture. So basically, it's like... Um, an invitation to enter into the world that has inspired me. Uh, and also an invitation for people to read these things because, uh, I mean, I, uh, for me, they were life-changing. So I didn't quote, you know, by chance. I quoted things that for me were very essential. So definitely the world of the text is very different than the world of, uh, of photography. Right. I don't know if I can tell you, tell this publicly. I'm not sure because I know that you told me this privately. You can take a risk. <laughs> I can take the risk because I think it's very interesting. You, you are writing now a novel, a real novel, a real, sorry, novel, yeah. a, a real book. And I'm curious about the, I don't know if you can, of course, tell a bit of the story. And I would like that you would explain a bit why are you actually writing this book and what is the connection with architecture, if there is, or if it's just a kind of a hobby. And, um, and if you can tell a bit of the story, of course. I mean, why do we write? Um, <clears throat> I mean, I'm writing because I felt that there was something I wanted to say. Uh, otherwise, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't write. It, and it's actually the same motivation, the same motivation to write this book, which was about architecture and the world that has inspired me, um, is the same motivation that uh, pushes me to write an actual uh, novel. And in the actual novel, there are actually... Uh, things that are in common with this one, which is that there is references. Uh, because I'm uh, a big fan of uh, people like Borges, for example, uh, or um, the fictive in general. You know, I, I think we, that we live in a fiction. And this is why when I say for a novel architecture, uh, I mean both new and fictive. Uh, we are inside um, a construct. Uh, so in the case of uh, the actual novel, uh, yes, the narrator is an architect. He is looking at the life of a couple, a man and a woman, who are having an artistic adventure. Um, and as they are proceeding in their lives, 
uh, there are certain descriptions uh, of their spaces, of the roads, of the streets, of uh, what she's wearing, what he's reading, and so on and so forth, uh, which um, makes you enter into the psyche of this uh, narrator architect. Um, we'll wait for it to, <laughs> to end, to finish. Yeah. So I, I stop my, my questions and I pass you the stage to comment the book that you pick. Yes. That is the, pick, the book of the Specialistas with Gonzalo M. Tavares from the Stolen Books. So uh, I was really wondering uh, which book to pick. Uh, and then, uh, I mean, I looked around. I, I, I couldn't decide. And, and then I picked up this book just intuitively. And then it, uh, it called me. I felt that this was, uh, this was the book. Uh, so the title is About... Uh, and um, it's about two uh, protagonists, the uh, space makers, photographers, and uh, the writer. And I mean, it turned out that it was actually <laughs> very much, in, uh, had a lot in common with, uh, with how they think. And uh, uh, I mean, this is the con this, these are the consequences of putting a recording studio on the street, Pedro. You have to live with your consequences. No, it's perfect. No, I'm actually very happy because the, the goal of this space is the connection with the yes, street and the city. Yes, so we are like in the in the street and the city. Yeah, speaking you have about to. books. Yeah, not close in a dome like. So uh, <clears throat> I I uh, I read the book and I mean the book is mostly uh, operating um, as a sort of transcription of a space. So, so basically, uh, it's an exhibition. I mean, part of it is a transcription of an exhibition. And the, the interest for me was, uh, how, how do you put a space in a book? Uh, which is actually, I mean, there are, I mean, you see all the time catalogs for exhibitions, right? But the, the question, the question is... <laughs> now, the dogs, they, they also agree with you, I think they... <laughs> Want to propose something? So, so how to make a space in a book? A book in a space? I thought. I mean, it was a startling uh, question. And for example, uh, one of the solutions, uh, for example, for page numbering, was to measure uh, how much. Uh, space you have uh, traveled. So for example, there's no page number, but there's, for example, here 891, which means 891 centimeters from the beginning of the book. So it's, you transcribe how many pages in, uh, in a distance. Uh, and then there is a, another level of poetics, which is the, the photography itself and the relationship between uh, photography and the caption. So usually, of course, um, the caption is supposed to uh, locate the meaning of the photograph, uh, whereas in this case, uh, the caption is supposed to open up uh, the space of uh, interpretation. And even the, photo the photographs themselves uh, are um, open signs, let's say, rather than uh, the objective. Uh, it's not a photography of something, but it's a photography of something that raises doubts about what it is. So, for example, um, you have this uh, brick, uh, which is uh, cut by a knife, which uh, is aligned exactly with the horizon, uh, which, of course, is impossible. I mean, you, don't, you cannot cut uh, a brick with a knife. 
but um, this is where the doubt starts. And, and if there's a doubt in terms of your capacity to, re to lock the meaning of a photograph, uh, then there's the beginning of poetry, uh, which is the, the capacity for us to, to become, uh, as readers, also producers uh, of art. So, uh, I mean, I was very happily surprised by my choice that actually it is, <laughs> it is a book that, that really is an invitation for, uh, uh, for a poetic reading of, uh, of photography. And then, of course, a poetic reading of the caption and the relationship between the text uh, and the image, which is exactly <laughs> what, in fact, I was doing in my own book, which is to, to put the, the photographs somewhere and to put the text somewhere else and to leave a gap, leave a space between the two so that there would be a possibility, possibility for further interpretation. Sure. So for you, I'm, I will insist on this uh, question because uh, somehow I want that you answer like I would love. <laughs> you want your answer <laughs> exactly. or you want my answer? Exactly. <laughs> but the, the, the question is again, uh, do you, you believe that architecture cannot um, be, of course, without a culture. So it's connected mm. with culture and context. context. If, we, if, if we want uh, to speak a bit about this view of architecture that you have. Yes. Uh, so, I mean, the, the first uh, assumption that I made uh, as a child uh, was that uh, architecture is a, is a form of art. Uh, so uh, it is not just there uh, for the sake of uh, fulfilling a functional need, uh, which would be building. So that would be the, the limited uh, version of, uh, of construction. But if architecture is an art, it means that uh, it is certainly engaged uh, culturally and therefore contextually. Um, but it is uh, also involved psychologically. It means that basically art uh, and architecture, architecture as an art, is there to raise the same questions that, for example, a poetic photography would do, or, or for example, that a poem would do, or for example, that literature would do. The, the purpose of art is to push the spectator towards this questioning and to, to raise the possibility of the visitor of architecture or the reader of a, of a fiction to become the, the writer himself, to, to, to have this consciousness, to have this creative consciousness be transferred from the maker to the visitor, to the reader in this case. So, um, so for me, architecture is nothing less than that, in fact. And if we are to, to build, uh, it is for this purpose, for, for the purpose for, of architecture to be yet another form of art. Uh, now, the reality of architecture is that uh, every day architecture is challenged by so many external forces. Like you would ask the difference between being an architect and being a writer, like a novelist. Being a novelist, you are in a... Uh, in a crystal ball, you know, in a crystal tower. And in, it's only between you and yourself. If it doesn't work, it's your problem. But in architecture, if it doesn't work, it's your problem, but it's also due to many other factors. 
the first and foremost being having a client, uh, which uh, becomes automatically the co-author uh, of the work. And with more or less arrogance, um, basically they would claim that uh, the, they are uh, the authors of, uh, of the project and they, they give themselves this, this license because they are paying for it. So automatically they think you know, that they have so much uh, freedom uh, of being the creators of the piece of architecture. And there are also, also, of course, other factors that affect architecture, such as the law, uh, such as the budget um, context, uh, po possibilities of construction, materiality, and so on and so forth, gravity, etc. Actually, there's a very interesting photograph in the book I just mentioned where a person goes inside a wall. I mean, this is, of course, uh, impossible uh, in, uh, in architecture to produce uh, a wall that you can go through. It's either that you can go through the wall, through the wall therefore there's no wall, or the wall doesn't allow you to, to proceed. But in this photograph, the person is trying to go inside the wall, which is the ultimate fiction. Uh, so, um, so, I mean, yeah, for all these good reasons, uh, architecture is a very challenged uh, form of art. Uh, it is very difficult, every architect will tell you this. And yet, uh, it is something that needs to be a, a continuous combat uh, to, to be able to uh, defend the, the cause of architecture as an art. I mean, at least this is my, my perception of it. Otherwise, you know, you can become either a technician uh, or you can be um, at the service of the capitalist monster or something like that. <laughs> Very good. With the, and with the capitalist monster, I would uh, say that we are. <laughs> Karin, so thank you very much again to come here to Lisbon. I hope you enjoyed a lot and see you at least in Milan, for sure. And in the Triennale. In the Triennale. Thank you. <laughs>